Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Ladies and gentlemen, Gungans and Genosians, welcome to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for all things happening in that galaxy far, far away. Uh, everything from land speeders to speeder bikes, we've got you covered. We cover everything. Welcome, everybody. My name is Justin Oldham. I am one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and two subjects we know that they don't cover in your classes on Camino are bribery and stranger danger no knowledge for any of these here. Uh, this is kyle and i think both of those lessons turned out they could have been valuable to our friends on the run because they were yes. not getting it no and this is maggie and i spent the whole episode thinking if fennec shand kills one of these clones i wouldn't care she can do whatever she wants she can do no wrong. Oh, you, you haven't evil. You Maggie haven't formed an attachment to <laughs> the to the clones yet. That's true. She didn't leave. Uh, Don't call her come back. She's been here for years. Uh, That's yeah, an old rap it, reference for the old guy. Yeah, the hip hop anonymous. Hey. <laughs> uh, so you haven't so you haven't gotten attached to those clones yet. That that if Fennec knocks one off, you're not going to only care. crosshair. Uh, no, uh, crosshair can choke. No, I only care about Wrecker, and I'm already feeling like I have to like separate my attachments from him out of fear that something bad might happen. So uh, again, you mean that's all that's ever again. happened to him? This whole he he set up one child's bedroom, and other than that, he's been getting knocked out and shot this whole series. That's his whole job. Look, if I only care about Fennec Shand, that means I know she at least makes it to the Book of Boba Fett. So, like, she's fairly safe. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> she should survive this series, or that would be very hard she to She should explain. be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have um, a scoop. Okay. Uh-oh. This just in. Um, she's actually the clone that they want to come back to Camino. <laughs> And that's actually how this Fennec Shan that we just saw is going to die. This is and the one Fennec Shan from Prime. Mandalorian is a, a clone. Speaking of like Prime. actual actual information, I saw that Fennec Shan's character design was done May like twenty fourth, twenty nineteen for the Bad Batch, which predates the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian. That stuff always just makes me wonder, like, what else does Dave have schemed up in there as <laughs> journals and notebooks and drawings that we don't even know about? Like, I feel like the Bad We're Batch has been trust. has been done for a while. Well, you, the, it's been the idea for it has existed since yeah. the Clone Wars got canceled a hundred years ago. We saw story reels for it back in 2015. Yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing. I mean, Dave has probably tapped into the dark side of the force and planned out his career at Lucasfilm for the foreseeable future. Uh, (laughs) And he's just already got it schemed out. And we're just along for the ride. We're all pawns in his his Star Wars game, (laughs) if you will. Somehow, Uh, Filoni returned. Yeah. (laughs) Joke's on us when it turns out he's a Sith. A Sith Lord? 
Wow. What? Spicy. That's a spicy take, Kyle. Filoni is a Sith Lord. Well, I mean, oh. Palpatine like, seemed well, like he was out for everybody's <laughs> best interest for a while there, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome, everybody. Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. We're glad to have you. We we get together. We talk a little bit of Star Wars. We talk a little bit of news first before we dive into our main content. Uh, we didn't have a ton come out from last week. A uh, little bit of new stuff. Um, Josh, right? Disney Plus made some changes, I believe, to their Rise of Skywalker like logoing and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I saw, it, well, yeah, so they did new, like, uh, logo pictures for everything for Star Wars Day, but then, um, they, I guess they recolor balanced it, the blue hue that you see is gone, but, and that, that I don't even care about. The thing that I thought was neat that made it, like, necessary for us to address this was that, I guess the subtitles, um, previously said, like, female Jedi 1, female yeah, Jedi yeah. 2, like, when the... When the uh, oh. Jedi are talking to Rey, and now it actually says the character name, which which is cool. And I'm like, nice. why didn't they do that originally? But it's okay. Thanks to the Mandalorians, nice. all the regs out there are ready to see Ahsoka on the big screen. Like it, it'll make sense to them now, <laughs> so they can change it up. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and then we are currently, uh, we're currently celebrating 44th anniversary, right, of the original Star Wars release date of A New Hope. Yeah. That's yes. the That's exciting. anniversary. Special day. 44 years. The yeah. <laughs> is that what you get? The, what you get. the other person That's is a little vial of coaxium. <laughs> just don't shake it up much. It might explode. So just, you know, put it on a I shelf and leave it. Yeah. <laughs> the coaxium anniversary. Uh, and then speaking of Dave Filoni, we had a little bit of old news, but a little bit of new it news. Um <laughs> apparently he was uh almost a year ago he was named executive creative director at lucasfilm here, here. and apparently some whoever's managing the website over there Slacky. said hey we should uh update yeah. his profile <laughs> at work we'll get to it and when we update the it. site once a year and not a minute before <laughs> right right we we've only got a certain amount of money allocated yeah. to this one guy to update the website. So we're putting all the changes in at one time. Uh, <laughs> but he he got a new title, and and the media world went nuts, and they were like, "Whoa, Dave Floney's the new executive creator director at Lucasfilm. What does this sounds, mean for Kathleen Kennedy? Sounds a it lot means like not a <laughs> she's still it? there. Hmm, yes, saying. crazy." crazy there there is actually some news about kathleen kennedy oh here we go what's that did you guys hear have you seen this no. so this? she actually she finally okayed this after a long period of time like letting this news out because dave kept bothering her he's like i need to update my linkedin profile <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> please make it official so i can update my linkedin profile i hear he sent out it, a lot was of this the start of the civil war <laughs> yeah could be oh, God. oh my could gosh be. Uh, people have to. I wonder. I as, wonder as if that's Aaron why Rogers he kicked her said, off set. Relax. I wonder if that's why they kicked Kathleen Kennedy off set was because he wouldn't update his title on the website. <laughs> that's it. Know. You're not allowed coming to the Mandalorian. You'll just have to wait to find out what happens, like everyone <laughs> right. else. Yeah. Right. You'll have to get um, on Twitter to see. Yeah. Go so check YouTube. Uh, They're always reliable. 
Yeah, the, the scoopers on YouTube. Go listen to them, see what they say. 60% of the they, time, uh, it works every time. Every time. That's a nice little Anchorman reference there. I celebrate Ron Burgundy. Was Sex Panther? Is that what that perfect clone was, was, a, was I think? Yeah. Yes, it's 100% <laughs> what it is. It's made with bits of real panther. But this is a family show, Ooh. Justin. <laughs> oh, nasty. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know it's uh, well, one thing that we are, uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit about today as we always do is bad batch. Cause we had a new episode drop on Friday, but before we dive into that, we got to go back and we got to talk about mm. a little That's get together party called celebration. It's happening. One Anaheim, California away. people. 52 weeks. One year in County. 52 weeks. One year. We're coming down the home stretch. No hotels. Yep, no hotels available. Inside the convention center. <laughs> I've got a hammock. I don't even care. We'll be good to go. I gotta bring my tent on the plane. At that point, we <laughs> might be the stinky guys at the con that we did not want to be if we're sleeping on the sidewalk, but we'll be there. Nah, I got a planet fitness okay. I'm getting a shower okay. in. There you go. There you go. I'll let Just you I'll let you guys a... come shower at our hotel. You just, That's you know, it's, we're recording. I had my fingers <laughs> crossed behind my back. <laughs> I will tell you, though, Kyle is the only one that's using my uh, black card membership to also shower because we will, at that point, be blaming our, our plight on Justin. <laughs> and Justin's designated <laughs> hotel stinky. master. I'm just going to go buy a gallon of distilled water and I'll be, you know, just a little bit each day. I'll be all right. Justin, okay. are you looking for a vacation home in California? Maybe you can buy one, <laughs> rent it out the rest of the year. Yeah, there you go. A little Airbnb. We'll be, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. I'm not worried about the hotel piece. There's and then, uh, just and then when you rent it out for the next con, you we'll, we'll get a hotel, but then you can rent it out at an exorbitant price, and then you could just use that to buy more gentle giant yeah. stuff. Oh wait, there no. you go. Yeah, I like I like where your head's at. Win win win. Uh, do you guys think we're gonna be seeing any any Bad Batch uh, cosplay? Oh yeah, at, uh, celebration. Shizzle. You think we're gonna get some figures? Yeah, yeah. some people dressed up. I want to see uh, a wrecker. Guaranteed. Somebody's got to put together like a really Guaranteed. like a we're all gonna be Omega. Dude, I thought y'all were gonna just be the as, bad a, batch. as a wrecker. I'm yeah, in the jumpsuits and the PJs. <laughs> yes, I'll be. Wait, I'll be <laughs> Omega. Sounds weird idea. No, this no, is no, called no, no, low no. cost cosplay, and it, I can pack it in my suitcase Maggie's on the plane if it's just the PJ outfit. We're all three gonna be Omega. That's the only way I'm doing it. I'm going to be Omega, and you three are going I'm to out. be the bad guys. I'm out. No way. If I can't Kyle, be Omega, I don't want to play. Uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. I'll think about it. I'm going to be Awesome-O. Awesome-O. I can't remember his real name. He's just going to get... Josh is going to get there and find like a Lowe's or Home Depot and just buy some dryer vent tube for yeah. his arms and then like a box and he's good to go. His name's, <laughs> like his name's Osmo Clink. 4000 done. The LE series droid Clink. Clink. That's who Josh wants to be. Yes. We could uh, yes. we'll be walking around going beep boop boop beep yeah. beep. We could, we could cheapo cosplay that. Oh. I'll do it just Hard like an annoy Kyle. Pass. I got it. I'm here. Hard pass. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm announcing this is my last episode i'm retiring i can't do this anymore with that freaking ewok movie every time i every time i see we're gonna be at the con and every time i see something i'm gonna <laughs> come up around behind you and i'm gonna say what is it is it a monster or something really big or something 
No, Josh, that's the line. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle was not a fan. No, Kyle was not a fan of those. They were uh, not his favorite I Star hate that Wars. They even exist, so. actually, but it's okay. I'm a, Kyle. I'm have you got anything man. in the mail lately? I haven't, and I keep checking, and I like suck at I'm checking so the mail. Off. But I, like, I keep looking. <laughs> and is it related to that <laughs> movie? No, but I okay. want to make you think it is. All right. Well, I'm Josh. Josh's prank apparently has gone terribly awry on Kyle. He got scammed. You right paid for something and it just never arrived in the mail. <laughs> it's uh, probably still stuck in the canal. It's uh, on so, the ship. If that's how they it's got it, I ordered it after if, the canal. If that's how they yeah, got it yeah. to my house from his house that are in the same state, then that was not efficient shipping. Through the, no, the Suez Canal all. from Cleveland not to Cincinnati via the Suez Canal. My favorite part yeah. is that it's the Suez Canal, but Kyle said the Panama Canal like three times. Oh shit! Is it? All right, Suez. Yeah, this is the canal that goes. That's like in the Middle East. The Suez. Oh, you canal. know what? I did know that. I, I'm going to edit it all. I'm, I'm going to say it right now so <laughs> I can plug it in later. The Suez Canal. I'll just fix it all. It'll be fine. It's gonna no, there you no. go. There you go. Well, we've got uh, we've got a little show called The Bad Batch to dive into today. Little, we are on our yeah our fourth episode uh, of The Bad Batch called Cornered. Um, I you know great episode runtime roughly what twenty Six some minutes, odd I minutes think. fifteen minutes is that right twenty like twenty five minutes yeah I don't that's with the credits it was not it didn't Slightly seem very long than the Simpsons thing <laughs> um it was a, a giant chase uh episode um it was I mean I, I I enjoyed it I thought it was good but um it was light you know it was a lot of action yeah. set pieces not not a ton of like uh world building content stuff but it was fun. Got to see yeah. Fennec Shand, yeah. which we all we all love. I pre- I yeah. prefer I love her um, so much. some more than others. I prefer the so redeemed, much. like later in life version. Maggie likes the evil kidnapper version, and that's her prerogative. You know, no judgment <laughs> here. The uh, stranger yeah. danger van. Yes, Justin's a cop. Uh, Maggie's a kidnapping w- sympathizer. It's okay. We all live our lives, and you know, just do whatever. <laughs> feels everybody right. goes home happy. <laughs> Well, Kyle, let's turn it over to you here. Let's walk through a little bit of the notes, and then um, well, let's dive into Bad Batch. Yeah, so um, this, like you said, episode four, Cornered. This one was directed by Saul Ruiz. We've mentioned him many, many times. Uh, he Rebels, Clone Wars, Resistance, he did all three of them. And it was written by Christian Taylor, who I don't think we have mentioned on any of these episodes yet. Um, but they did 15 episodes of the Clone Wars, including the Mortis Arc and the Gathering, which are two of my favorites. The Gathering is where the younglings get their um, kyber crystals for mm-hmm. their lightsabers and then go on to meet Hondo. Very fun. I really like it. So um, we are on Pantora in this episode uh, pretty much the entire time, minus when we're out in space getting to and leaving Pantora. Um, it's really sad we didn't see any Navi. None on the planet. Not a single one, huh? They just blend right in with all blue people live on the at, same. At, yeah. After they got all the the uh, uh, unobtainium. Oh, great, great name. name great name. Love it. Uh, they just they're they're gone. But here's my question about unobtainium: Is it hard to get, or is it like super easy? <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Still waiting on the sequel. Um, a funny, funny. It's coming allegedly. 
Funny thing about um, Pantora, they call it a moon or they call it a planet a lot of times. I think they might have even called it a planet when they're like, well, where are we going to go? We're going to the planet Pantora, but it's technically a moon in orbit around the uh, planet Orto Plutonia. Also a crazy name, but you know, there you go. Fun fact. Mm. Um, they were a, uh, they appeared in the Clone Wars a couple times. They were in um, Revenge of the Sith. That's who George Lucas and I think one of his kids. Maybe question mark. Am I making yes. that up right now? Yeah. Uh, they were both played Pantorans uh, in the background. Obviously it was not like speaking role, but um, and then, so we're arriving on Pantora this moon and we are met by a Sullustin who is the guy. Um, Raspar six is his name. Who's running the little docking bay there and their faces are disgusting. I've said it on the um, live show. no, no disrespect to Nian Nub. Like nine whatever. Nub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But their faces are gross. I'm not going to say what I wrote in the <laughs> notes, but his face, it's gross. They live underground on a volcanic planet, Kyle. They're mole people, basically. So that's why they have yeah. to have Do you, you know that those folded in, over in, uh, faces. the first Battlefront, there's that like lava, uh, lava planet. Mm-hmm. That's, that's their planet. Hmm. Well, they're still, they should stay underground. They've got a face for underground. That's what I'm going to say. They're gross. They have a lot face of for, they're, they're face for radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge on that planet. Lots of podcasting there. Um, so he's uh, immediately, we see that he's a slime ball because they are landing and he says, Hey, whatever. Yeah. Welcome. Uh, let me scan your ship and wrecker and um, tech are like, no, we're not going to do that. Let's skip that. They kind of, sh- okay. So I guess in, in his defense, they did kind of, bully him into breaking the rules but he was quick to take the bribe and like we mentioned earlier the clones uh they do not have a lot of worldly experience i think safe to say despite going around shooting and blowing up they've probably been to a lot of places but they do not know how to handle themselves in the real world so he had to like basically say i need you to bribe me now for them to understand what was going on in that interaction um so they did, because uh, they obviously are on the run and don't want them to scan their ship. So I guess you got to do what you got to do. If you're going to um, live in the streets, you got to play by the rules, huh? So immediately after they do that, though, this guy who has a gross face and his name is Raspar6 goes in and calls. They just says Bounty Hunter on the screen. I'm going to spoil it right here in the front end. He calls Fennec Shand and says... Hey, I heard you're looking for this modified Omicron class attack shuttle, the Havoc Marauder that the um, Bad Batch are in. And hey, come get him. And he's going to try and take the bribe from the clones and then also take the uh, finder's fee from the bounty hunter for turning them in. So little, this guy's trying double to dip. double dip. Little double dip. It's a little double he's dip. A schemer. Um, so we're headed down. Well, the bad batch are obvious marks, though. I mean, he, yeah. they didn't even know. Yeah, didn't even. And he, he I, I don't even blame him. He, they, they were low hanging fruit. That's fair to say. Because even when that's, it's worth noting, Tech bribed him, gave him some money credits, and he was just like, uh, no, more please, and they just gave him more. You know, so like there was no like, yeah, that'll do. He really was just whatever these guys wanted. He, they, they were gonna do it. Mm-hmm. They're they're not bright. They're not. They need to figure things out, or they're going to have a tough time out there. Um, we did see Vice Admiral Rampart again in the square, the town there in uh, Pantora, whatever whatever city Ch- they're in here. I guess 
Chain yeah. codes. Yep. Yeah, get your chain codes. Get your chain codes. Go get them while they're hot. Everyone, you gotta, you won't know your brother from your cousin without a chain code. Yeah, everybody. He's doing his whole spiel from the last one. He's still, he's still the worst. He's selling yeah, it. Presumably sending his death squad out to kill innocent people. Still, he's just terrible. He's the worst. But there he is, Vice Admiral Rampart, coming soon to a town square near you, and they're all cheering. They're so happy for it, and um, you know like cattle to the slaughter, so to speak. Um, and Hunter says, I thought this was interesting. Things are changing quicker than I thought, which like, it just goes to show you Palpatine has had this all planned out. Like he covered every single base. He dotted every I, he crossed every T like as soon as he pulled the trigger on order 66, he's like, okay, we're cutting off the clones. We're going to uh, recruit an army of conscripted soldiers we're going to roll out the chain codes. We're going to register every vehicle. Like, boom, boom, boom. This stuff happened right away. Everything got locked down. You already can't even get off planet. Um, and if you... I know this isn't really like the point, but if you think about... Think about how hard that would be to do in one country, let alone one planet, let alone a solar system of inhabited mm -hmm. planets, let alone an entire galaxy. Like, the, the logistics alone are mind-boggling. And like Hunter said, it's already happening. Things are already locked down and it's been time is funny in star Wars, but it's been days, weeks at most like this just went down. Yeah. So that is yep. crazy for me to think about. Like that's so nerdy, I guess, but I, I just think that's so like insane for that plan mm -hmm. to be that thoroughly thought out. Um, I guess Darth Maul already knew like he, he understood how deeply Palpatine had this planned out, but no, I, I guess I did. He was scheming for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And Omega says, you know, clearly Hunter's concerned about this. And Omega says, well, isn't the end of the war a good thing? And Echo says, well, it depends which side you're on. And I thought that was kind of funny. Like, um, are there already two sides to this? Which I guess Saw Gerrera knows there's two sides. But um, that would imply that fr from day one from the end of the clone wars there's already this conflict immediately day 1 at the the rise of the empire i thought that was um a funny way for him to hmm. say that depends which side you're on because the the two sides of the clone wars don't really exist anymore like it no there's no more it's not like there's separatists fighting to be separatists anymore right. as far as i understand so um i don't know i just didn't really they already lost yeah. so so it's a, I don't know. I wasn't fully clear on what he meant by that. Um, hmm. But back at the, <laughs> I thought this was funny because I, I, I obviously look up some of this stuff when they talk about it in the show to see like exactly what it all is. And, and, and back at the Havoc Marauder, that's their Omicron class attack shuttle that they fly around in. Um, tech is telling Wrecker what to pull apart in the engine because they're doing repairs on it. And he says the signature key should be embedded below the rear pa parallax inverters. He's telling him how to get to their signature key, whatever. So um, <laughs> I looked up what parallax inverters are. I did the legwork for you. So you guys don't have to do it. I'm going to tell you right now. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and it says... <laughs> A parallax inverter is a type of starship component. I'll, I'll, no way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll go on Ooh. to say, 
Omicron-class attack shuttles, such as the Havoc Marauder, possessed rear parallax inverters beyond which their signature key was located. So, (laughs) wow! apparently, (laughs) what we learned when Tech said that one line of dialogue is the only thing about parallax inverters that exist in the whole universe. And that's... That was That's a nice way to rephrase yeah. the sentence that he said. Yeah. They made <laughs> a, a three-sentence definition out of his like ten-word sentence that he spoke to Wrecker. But anyway, so the end. Yeah. The, I thought Hal Jordan was a parallax inverter. But um, nah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, but um, bump. So like a Green Lantern <laughs> joke. What? Parallax is a Green Lantern. That was a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was getting it. I'm a comic book nerd too. I'm a nerd of many types. Uh, but the the point here is the signature key, which is obviously um, the the way they track the Ship ships. Identify. That's how they identify you. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what they're going to modify so they can slip in and out. The it says it's a component that modulates ship ships magnetic signatures. So um, that's yeah. what he's going to mess with, so they can't just be picked up on every time they pull into any port or station or anywhere and be immediately recognized. Obviously that's going to be important for them. Um, How is that different than a transponder? Great question. Um, So Hunter can't, (laughs) I have no idea. I think, I think a transponder is like um, you're sending out a signal for people to look for you with a transponder. I have a, I think I have a real, I have a real world comparison. Do it. Okay. The signature key is your VIN number. Mm-hmm. The transponder code is your license plate. Potentially. Something like that. Mm. That's, yeah. I was going to, I That's thought a, a transponder code was more like an emergency signal. Like you're pinging people. You're trying to find someone. You're intentionally. No, it's like the identify identification for the ship oh okay well then uh, yeah then it's like, got to be something like like that. your transponder code would say oh this is the millennium falcon it's a corellian yt whatever whatever hmm is the hmm yep i don't know i don't know great question that's a good comparison though yeah it probably is something like that just two version two different identifiers something like that hmm yeah that's a i'll i'll try to figure that out for next time um so that's what we're doing back at the the with the ship is they're ripping it apart and Hunter is Wreckers Wreckers pulling chunks. Yeah, he's out. like, just show me what to the rip you know, rip out of this thing. <laughs> it's like man, classic big strong guy move, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um Hunter with um Echo disguised as a droid and Omega for reasons uh, are out <laughs> trying to drum up some cash. So he's trying to sell a pyrodentin explosive, um, which of course he can't do because you can't just go to a store and sell weapons, military grade weapons. Shocker. Again, the clones don't understand. Like this is a only in Texas. Yeah. Well, you, and you, even then you got to know a guy and go into a back room or something. Probably mm-hmm. he's like, well, this is, this is a store. I got to fill out paperwork and pay taxes on this stuff. I can't, just buy a bomb from you, but I'll buy that droid over there, aka Echo, who's not a droid, but he looks mm-hmm. like a droid right now, um, for two thousand credits. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if he thought it was like a legitimate business or like a pawn shop, which is why he was trying to sell the explosives. But any store that Justin, would pawn shop buy and sell business. explosives and also <laughs> and also sell dolls it's, for kids yeah. is probably That's not sh- the place you want to do your regular That's shopping a broad at. market they're like trying to pander to. Yes. There. Yes. Can I just say that the whole thing with Echo, I had really hoped that they were going to dive into that like more in depth. Cause I feel like with how Echo's whole, like becoming more machine than man was like such a traumatizing experience for him and like stripping away what little personhood he had as a clone already. Mm. And they just like brushed over the whole, like, Oh, now you're, you're, you're a droid that's being sold. Like no, <laughs> None of the weight of that transaction mm. was explored, and I'm like really hoping they explore it at some point. They're probably not, but that was like prime angst. Like if five, like if fives was still there, he would have had some things to say about Hunter's plan. Yeah, they definitely could have done a little bit more with mm. that for sure. Because he was just like, um, "You're a pretend robot who's a slave now. See ya." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like weird vibes all around. And it was played for a joke. Yeah, and Echo did, he did the, like you're alluding to, he did the gag with, uh, okay, but not for 2000 You got to get more than that. I'm worth more than that. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. You're a, He's a luxury yeah. if you can afford. You're a human being. But even, even if he's not a human being, if he's a like special military prototype droid, like, psh, it seems like top dollar to me, but anyway, mm-hmm. what the, and, uh, I do have a side note about the pyrodentin explosive. Not that anybody asked, but yes. I'm going to tell you anyway, the pyrodentin explosive is the thing that Finn was carrying in his satchel that they used to blow up, um, the star killer base. Those were pyrodentin satchel. explosives. Fun nice. fact. It's all coming full circle. Um, hmm. So while they're in this store and um, a human being is getting sold as property and played for laughs, uh, Omega, <laughs> I, I, I'm probably like overstating that a little bit, but uh, Omega is running off chasing a crate of Vorpax. She was messing with this doll. Uh, it looked a lot like the Lula doll that um, Wrecker has. Uh, but she's messing with it, and the Vorpak grabbed it out of her hand. And then, of course, the little uh, whatever repulsor cart that it was on goes driving off, and she goes chasing it through the streets. It's the same pet that um, I can't remember her Is name. The Cora pilot Hosa? in Resistance. Huh? Yeah, Tora. Thank you. Yeah, it's the same pet. Yeah, she had a pet Vorpak named Buggles. They're small six leg yeah, he was cute. Uh, creatures with soft white fur. They're kept as pets. They're also, um, I hope no one from PETA is listening. They're also used, their fur is used for clothing. Kira has a shirt lined with Vorpak <gasps> fur. They're sort of like mink, oh, I guess. Or chinchilla. Boo. Yeah. Kira. I know, but um, it's probably, it's probably luxurious on the skin. I don't know. Rich people, they just do things. They don't, they don't, con- <laughs> so luxurious. They don't concern themselves with lowly four That packs. is beautiful. Is what is that? Velvet? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, you are not allowed to quote that movie. What? I watched it. I even watched the sequel. No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> man. So right here, as Omega's gallivanting, through the streets of this unknown town alone, chasing a Vorpak 
with a stolen toy in its mouth um, because, again, she has no concern for herself or worry about strangers. Uh, that's when she meets Fennec Shand, who offers to help her find her lost friends because she's such a nice, innocent, friendly person just walking down the street who happened upon this girl. So lucky. Love of my life, queen of my heart. She's so Fennec lucky. Shand. Uh, about Fennec Shand, Din Jaren, quote, Fennec Shand is an elite mercenary. She made her name killing for all the top crime syndicates, including the Huts. If you go after her, you won't make it past sunrise. She's a ruthless And she villain. looked She's good doing it. She is easy on did the eyes. Did you say that to Hack Solo? He did say that to Hack Solo. That's true. Um, when they were going after her. Um, in trip one of 72 to Tatooine in the show The Mandalorian. They love that planet there. One of 72. Um, but she got her redemption arc. And this Boba Fett quote is, one, I am on record as not being the biggest Boba Fett fan. But I have very much come around on him. The Mandalorian did a lot for Boba Fett. Same. And sh- he said... She was left for dead on the sands of Tatooine, as was I. But fate sometimes steps in to rescue the wretched. And I just love that these two feel like they're kind of like Phoenix rising from the ashes of Tatooine. And like they have this second chance and they have these things to um, repent for, I guess. Uh, They have some guilt, but like they're having this second chance to do better things. And I think that's like a really interesting story. Maggie, of course, prefers this part where she's doing the horrible things that she has to feel guilty about later. But it's she's getting a whole arc and now we're doing it Tarantino style. We're getting the, we're getting the beginning after we already got the end like last year. Um, what do we got? We got Fennec Shand. We got echo is in, ah, yes. With the droids. Now that he's a prisoner at this shop, whatever shop that guy had, um, he's like, yeah, just go back there with the other droids and do droid business, which is, I love that you can just tell a droid to go get to work and they just know what to do. I guess that's the point of having a droid. But, um, so he meets the, uh, protocol droid back there, CG 67, who like many protocol droids we've met is a bit of a stick in the mud who like, doesn't, I mean, I guess it's right there in the name. They're, they're a stickler for protocol. Um, he doesn't like it. He finds out immediately that, uh echo is not a droid he's a he's a man and uh he's a man baby yes exactly (laughs) and he's ready to quotes tonight (laughs) i know i it was in my head and then i was like no i better not i teed it up somebody had to go for it (laughs) Uh, but he he's gonna go tattle on him he's a snitch of course of course saw it coming from a mile away, just like 3PO, he'd be a snitch too. And uh, Echo pulls a gun on him. He's like, no, we're just going to stay back here and play droids for a while. Um, Which was kind of awesome because he was like, hey, look, snitches get stitches. Yeah. Like, And the Truly. droid was like, mm, I guess. okay. Fair's fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's also a couple astromechs back there. Uh, 225 and DK3 were their names. And fan favorite, Sky, Whee! huge Blink. hit. On the interwebs. Ellie series droid clink um, also appeared heavily in resistance. They were cruising around, um, I guess, out there in the middle of the ocean helping out. Um, yeah, so he's 
I guess basically making a team of droids so they can go fix the ship later. But that's what Echo's doing. He's mm-hmm. back there being a prisoner slash leader of a small droid army. Um, and Omega is wandering off with Fennec Shand, about to be in grave danger and doesn't even realize it. She's just making conversation. And then she happens to notice that Fennec Shand is carrying a blaster. And she says, well, are you a soldier? Because she's such an idiot, she doesn't know how to play catch even, and she doesn't even realize that, um, no, not everyone who carries a weapon and um, maybe could shoot you is a soldier. Maybe they're just, you know, a bad person. Or someone, you know, like she said, who's protecting themselves because it's dangerous out there. Um, But just again, for like the third, fourth, fifth time this episode... These people, this bad batch, they need um, a chaperone because they uh, have no clue what's going on. They need they need a mm-hmm. tour guide or something. My favorite part is how quickly Omega was like, "Oh, you want to come back with us? Yes. I have th- I have this many people on the ship, yeah. and you here's can our come address. With us. Here's the phone number. Here's my dad's social security. Like idiot." Just shut up. I was like, Omega. What are you doing? Talk less. Yeah. My dad, Hunter, seems like he could really use a girlfriend. And you're alone, so (laughs) what do you think? She was like, You're the first woman I've ever met that's not married. What do you think? (laughs) Maybe the first human human. I've ever met. That one is attractive. So, I mean, I don't feel like it's the worst matchmaking ever. No. No, no, no. She was like, But. You look human. You look compatible. I've got like I mean, four might, guys back at my ship. <laughs> she might stab you in the eye while you're yeah, sleeping. Not but to be sure, fuddy duddy, but you know, maybe make okay. sure she's not a murderer and/or a horrible person right, in right. general. First, you know, one one full conversation maybe would be prudent. Uh-huh. Something to consider. But um, yeah. Hunter rolls up on them, and he at least is worldly enough to realize like, oh, the stranger that's trying to immediately walk off with this kid that's running from the law, maybe we shouldn't just trust her immediately for no reason. And then they stare at each other for like a long time. Maybe there was some sexual tension in there, but they stared at each (laughs) other for a long time. And then this is when the rest of the episode long fight slash chase scene chase scene suits where he's flinging knives at her and she's knocking him out and she did make short work of everybody she ran into in this episode Mm -hmm. she whipped ass she did he 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 did get a hold of both of her hands again sexually charged i gotta say uh and pinned her, <laughs> pinned her down for a second and told omega to run you know like triggering this chase scene so she is running off but he like immediately gets headbutted and knocked out and he's out cold and she's getting chased off by the pantoran security or police force or whatever that is um and and i th- i thought it was funny that the pantoran police are like literally driving red and blue light flashing like police cards like it was it was so on the nose like, like no variation yeah, like, of not a yellow light been, not yeah. A, yeah it was like exactly like it should have they should have just been on <laughs> motorcycles with the white helmet like the bubble helmet or whatever but, like tan yeah, outfits yeah. and just Entrada. yeah 
It's a reach. Yeah, it's okay. I appreciate the effort, though. I see what you were trying to do. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when we talked a little bit about it on Friday, was, you know, they keep saying this is a kid's show, but some of the deaths that Fennec delivered are just violent deaths. She pops the the one uh, Pantoran through the windshield, right through, blasts through him through the, the chest, windshield, yeah. hole through the chest, and then he goes veering off and hits the other one, and then they both careen into a building and explode. And then there was, um, she jumps into the speeder and grabs just some dude and chucks yeah, him out. Right o- she, right picked over that, she picked that man up like he weighed nothing. Yes. It just chucks him out of the speeder. That's too funny. I don't even know what, how there. high Maggie, they were in like, the air. Look how strong she is. Justin, like, he murdered a civilian. <laughs> this, dude's, <laughs> this dude's just drive out for a drive in his, his convertible. And next yeah. thing you know, somebody jumps in his car and chucks Never him out. And he's Probably, I would assume you, I dead. Found, I, I looked on Wikipedia. That guy actually had a warrant, so it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> he, should have, he shouldn't have resisted, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it, I mean, oh, she dispatched all three of those guys pretty pretty easily, yeah. So as she did with the bad yeah. batch. Well, so. I mean, she had no problem very with effective. Or Wrecker, so I guess the no, random no. guy with an unpaid parking violation driving through town in his convertible <laughs> is no problemo. But uh-huh. of course, Hunter does uh-huh. wake up, as you know, people do when they're knocked out and not murdered. And he gets everybody involved in the situation. He clues them in that um, Omega has been is on the run, getting chased by the uh, bounty hunter. He doesn't really call her that yet, I don't think, until the end. But she's running. He needs some help. Um, so, and we need to get the ship ready to go quickly because we might need to we might need to make a quick exit. Which Tech says, well, that's going to be complicated unless you have a team of astromech droids because we just ripped this whole ship apart, blah, blah, blah. But. And then Echo's like. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> Turns out I'm here with a team of droids. So I'm on my way. <laughs> uh, Echo goes to fix the ship with his droid friends. Um, of course, the narc protocol droid doesn't want to go but he's like hey look the sooner you get us out of here the sooner you're the boss again and he's like you know what you've made a good point let's do this let's get out of here let's (laughs) fix this ship lickety split um Mm -hmm. so text doing his like guy in the van thing like typical he's like looking at all the screens and like uh triangulating and whatever you know techie thing he's doing and um hunter and wrecker now also on the move to chase down Omega slash Fennec Shand and Wrecker meets up with them in this sewer that Omega had climbed down into to escape. It did not work at all. Um, but tech saw her going down into the sewer. So he told Wrecker where she was. They caught up to her. We got this really nice moment where he picks her up and he's like, I gotcha. You're safe now. Um, which side note, I think I mentioned this um, on the live show, but I feel like that relationship between Wrecker and Omega, which is not like a parental relationship, but it is like a protector and maybe like a... He's Uncle Jesse. For sure. He's like, 
He's the cool uncle. But yeah. that's a way more genuine and like I I believe in that relationship. Same. But there's I feel like they're wanting us to see something with her and Hunter and I don't get that yet. We're only on and the fourth see, episode, but I'm not I'm not feeling that yet. And here's the thing. I think part of it is because we've seen so much more with Wrecker. We've seen how he interacted with Cut and Sue's kids, mm-hmm. that he was Uncle Wrecker. He was the one that, like, she found the toy for, mm-hmm. and then he gave her his toy, and then he made a room for her. And, like, there was, like, the whole interaction with, yeah. like, the mm-hmm. rations. And they've had much more, like, adult-child interactions, whereas mm-hmm. Hunter's just been, like... The really bad father figure who yeah. like he's like a way lets bigger the kid run off after a dragon and yeah. like doesn't seem to understand the things and I, I don't understand that choice because I'm not feeling the hunter Omega like well, at all. I, I, I'm wondering if like it's just kind of we're giving Wrecker this like natural he's just kind of good with kids. We've seen that like in there and it gives us this like, well, okay, at least there's somebody that's like kind of like a teddy bear for her to be around while she's yeah. traveling. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to get an arc from Hunter. I think it's more interesting I'm hoping that, for it. you know, in episode two, he's getting schooled by cut about like, sh- you know, she's not a soldier. You can't treat yeah. her like that. She's a kid. You gotta, and he'll figure it out. But I think, like it'll come yeah, back somewhere. I, I that lesson will come back somewhere later in the, the show. By the end of this season, I think we'll be singing a different tune about that relationship. I think. But right yeah. now, it's it's it feels awkward. It feels like two strangers trying to have this like close relationship, but they're two strangers. Which mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. It makes sense. But um yeah. it's I thought it was notable. Um it's also notable that for the fourth time in four episodes, <laughs> Wrecker gets absolutely waxed by their opponent. <laughs> and like he didn't get a shot off. He didn't get his hands on her. No. She like <laughs> she whacked him sixteen times before he even knew what was going on. You know, like he put down Omega and he's like, I'll take care of her. You go run off. So she like scurried up the ladder to get out of the sewer. And she just like kneed him, punched him, whacked him, slammed him into the wall, and he was out like a light. Mm-hmm. And like he slowed her down for about fifteen seconds. It was nothing. Now, now I have a question for you. So I, I don't think I don't think Tech or uh, Echo would be a suitable matchup against Fennec. We've clearly seen her dispatch Hunter, who was a little bit better, and Wrecker. If if Crosshair was still part of the Bad Batch at this point and was there, do we think Crosshair would have been a better, more equal matchup for Fennec? I think only at a distance. Hand-to-hand, which seems to be her strong suit, I don't think he would have succeeded. Well, what See, we find ourselves Hunter would have been better with, like, the hand-to-hand. Is a, uh, it's a classic Voltron scenario. What they're going to have to do is combine their forces to, oh, uh, you mm. know, overtake her. That's the thing. Good call. Good call. They're, yeah. you know, three strands of rope, just like the five three line bots come together. They're, they're much stronger together, you know. Come, come. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad Turtles. you got that. I thought maybe nobody knew about the three ninjas, but yeah. <laughs> three strands of rope, guys. We're all in this together. This uh, they no, I was three just ninjas. I was just distracted by the Boy Scout cup that Justin's drinking out of. 
Superman. His his oh. FOP cup is in the um it's... in the dishwasher. Um <laughs> <laughs> the I had one more thing too and now I uh, whatever. It was a it was a three ninjas thing. It's fine. Um but which Tum Tum yeah, and Colt and I don't Rocky remember. were what the other it? two. Yeah. Colt and Rocky. Um, yeah. I've seen it once or twice, but the Isn't the third one like the worst movie of all time or something? It has Hulk Hogan <laughs> in it and Oh, I think that might be the first one. I might only be they the made one. three of them. Yeah, maybe he's in the first one. Oh yeah. my god. I maybe I made it up. Uh yeah, I don't know about the Three Ninjas trilogy. If there's a trilogy, that would miss me. <laughs> that third one had to be directed VHS or something. If it's out there, uh, but yeah, the the Bad Batch are best when they're when they're working in unison. Um, I think that's clear. So they're they are none of them single handedly a match for Fennec Shand. We've seen she's way more well rounded mm-hmm. than them, uh, and she's ruthless. And she knew what she was doing. She got the drop on them a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but we're right at the end of this. She catches up to Omega finally, who is, I don't remember. Oh yeah. She like ran out of the sewer, but then for some reason ran up a giant tower too, which didn't make a ton of sense to me. It's like in the horror movie when you run upstairs, I don't really get that, but she did it and she's hanging from a ledge and Fennec gets to her, but Hunter who, uh, hijacked a speeder bike is getting there too. So Fennec intentionally throws her off of the the ledge, but onto like a passing truck, classic into the cargo. He, didn't she tell her to like tuck and roll or something? Yeah, she warned her. She's yeah. like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm about to do this. So, uh, you know, don't whack your head. And clearly she's <laughs> trying to protect her probably because she's on the job and the Kaminoans gave her the directive. Like um, she's wanted alive, not dead or alive. Because we need no disintegration. Yeah, exactly. We got to harvest that blood. Um, because I don't think she actually cares about her in any kind of like human way. She's a horrible person at this point. Uh, but she lands on the passing hover truck and drives <laughs> off. And uh, that's where Hunter catches up to her on a speeder bike that he hijacked, which flew like way straight up into the air. I don't think I've ever seen the speeder bikes do that. I've seen them fall off the ledge. And like drop down like they did in the Mandalorian, but he was able to like mm-hmm. just I don't know pull up on the joystick and up he went. I don't know. It was crazy. But he caught up to Omega. He plants that explosive on um, the ship that Fennec was driving to chase them. Blows her up. She jumps out, obviously saving herself. Spoiler alert: she's still alive like thirty years later after this or something. Um, <laughs> and Hunter and Omega escape. And the very last thing we see is them escaping um, on their ship that was finished by the droids. Uh, the the gross uh, mole person that tried to get them caught by Fennec Shand is like mad that they're leaving because he didn't get paid. Respar six. Yeah, he's he's gross. I don't want to I don't want to elevate him anymore than he already had to be by being in this episode. Um. Even though she does throw him, she does toss him like one coin and let me know if they come back. And then they're like, we got to find out who the hunter is and who hired her. And boom, that's it. We're ready for episode five. Josh, you have something? I was thinking, doesn't the pod racer, I was thinking about repulsor technology and Mm -hmm. doesn't Anakin take his pod racer up? But then I thought, no. He went off a ramp. Yeah, he went off a ramp, so. 
It still went pretty. I think it can go vertical to a certain amount, but I don't know. I mean, then it maybe pushes it back down. Not, maybe that speeder bike was just souped up. I'm not trying to say it was like a, yeah. a crazy, unreasonable thing. It just struck me as like, oh, I've never seen him do that. This isn't canonically accurate. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Repulsor Craft can behave in that manner. But no, I don't. I don't think that. I just don't know that. I just don't see him do that a lot. Uh, you know, I, I overall I thought it was a a good episode. I I, I enjoyed the chase aspect mm-hmm. of it, but it didn't really build a lot on, you know, the character development. I I didn't think for the Bad Batch or Omega. It was certainly built on the Fennec a little bit. Like we got a little bit more yeah. of her, you know, backstory and maybe kind of who she was, um, up until we meet her in the Mandalorian. But um. There was a little bit of utilitarian yeah, uh, stuff with, you know, we're we're scrubbing the signature key, so we're not going to be getting tracked yeah. everywhere we show up, and we got to make a little bit of cash, and now we're setting up this protagonist. So there was, I mean, they were laying important groundwork. I don't think it was any of that, like, super interesting character stuff or yeah. world-building stuff that we really like, but I think it was also necessary for, like, you know, if they never scrub that that signature code at some point one of us is going to be like mm, why don't they just recognize them every time they pull up because like that was the thing with the ghost is like that's why they're called the ghost because they can scramble their signature and they can be anywhere and nobody knows what they are so like if you're going to be doing covert stuff you know i get it so but i agree it was not the yeah. most uh the deepest episode we've had yet yeah i i think the thing the reason for that is just because Every every other episode we've had has had a like. Here's what the Bad Batch is doing, and here's what someone else is mm-hmm. doing. And we didn't have that like juxtaposition going back and forth. Uh, we yeah. just had the Bad Batch's story, and that's it. Yeah, I guess it was because yeah. Finnick served as that second storyline, but she was with Omega. Yeah. Well, yeah. and we yeah. you know we had uh, they also had Echo doing his own thing temporarily. They also had tech and wrecker in their own scene temporarily but it all kind of came together at the end but yeah you're right there was no like completely other side p of point of view um that's okay i mean this is a long yeah. season it's only the fourth episode i, I, oh, I still yeah. think it was good and the animation is always out yeah. of the world out of this world it's so good every time or out of the out world of every world whichever yeah. one out of all the worlds yeah. <laughs> Uh, any final thoughts on Bad Batch episode four cornered before we blow this thing and get out of here? I'm going to keep watching it. I think I'm going to keep watching every episode. You're, you're into it now. I'm going to continue. I'll see it out. I'll see it to the end. Okay. He's, he's committed folks. He's, he's in it. He's in it to win it. How many, how many we're getting? How many episodes? That was 16. Until August, mid August. Long time. The whole summer. Only a quarter of the way through here, people. We got a long way to go. Hot batch. Which, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, if you put all of it right in the front and you get it all done, then there's not much of a TV show. Yeah. yeah. I got to stretch it out. All right. All right, folks. <laughs> this is an urgent message to the Starlight Beacon. There has been an attack at the Republic Fair on Vallow. Just kidding. Well, maybe. But the next wave of the brand new High Republic books are almost here. 
I am so lucky that I got to read them ahead of time and I am here to tell you that they are so good. First up, we have The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, which is an absolutely fantastic adult novel. Next up, we have Daniel Jose Older's The Race to Crash Point Tower, which is an absolutely brilliant middle grade book. And coming in at the end of July is Justina Ireland's Out of the Shadows, which is a young adult novel that you will not want to miss out on. Be sure to listen in June as your friendly host, at the Outer Rim Beacon, bring you the latest and the greatest news about the High Republic. Stay tuned. And I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. Because I got high. Republic. La, da, 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 da. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go That that 70s vibe, man. You know, (laughs) just gets you in a good mood, right? Brings you back Uh, to your 20s. To my 20s. (laughs) Man. Every single episode, Uh, Justin gets older and older. Well, he also walks into it, too, sometimes. (laughs) I get older and older. Maggie reads and reviews things way way further in advance <laughs> than anything else we, like everybody does a little something different josh right. takes longer to to uh search for things on the interwebs kyle okay. nope, i don't I'm even perfect. know what kyle don't is kyle. Anything, I <laughs> kyle's out of the game he's out of the pops game he's out of the further out of the pop game i can be any further out of the pop game <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode of the Outer Rim Beacon. You can find us all over the social medias at on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at uh, Outer Rim Beacon. You can email us outerrimbeacon at gmail.com. My name is Justin. You can find me on Twitter at I am the Bendu. Where can they find you guys at? This is Josh, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Battle of Tanab. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore legend on all the social medias. And this is Maggie, and you can follow me on Twitter at Maggie of the Town. If you're listening to us on any one of the podcasts, uh, review plays, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever, make sure you guys like, subscribe, leave a review. We would greatly appreciate it. As always, everybody. Oh, Josh. As I say, we are now on Stitcher. Tune in and Google podcast. See you there. Horrorwares. Horrorwares. And in addition to where all, all over. the other places Amazon, we are, yeah. Spotify. Horrorwares. iTunes. Uh, all the things. All the things. All the things. Uh, rate, like, subscribe. Do it all. As always, folks, may the force be with you. Always. 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 Bye. Oh, bye, guys. <laughs>